the Sodomites. Welcome to the Excommunication Station. I am your host, Chaz. I'm joined by Kirstie and Donovan. How are you guys? It is so hot. It is uh, hot. It is so hot here. Well, that's what happens when you go to hell. No, it's Miami. <laughs> it's worse. But I'm just going to tell you, I don't think you guys wear a lot of sports bras, but if you do, um, the freezer first, then put it on. Oh, okay. So are boobs not as sensitive as balls? Because that would kill me if I did that in yeah, my boxers. Yeah, it would. <laughs> They'd go up inside it, my body. I find it refreshing. I okay. find it. Now, granted, I breastfed two <laughs> children for like an extended period of time. So maybe, I don't know. I get you. Who I knows? You. No clue. <laughs> I'm gonna have to give it a try after I get out of here. I'm gonna go grab one of Daniel's sports bras. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> no, you put it on and you're like, yeah. I'd probably enjoy okay. it too much. Yeah. <laughs> Fat guy in a little bra. <laughs> uh, uh, Donovan, how are you? I'm good, man. I'm good. Just uh, just dreading the work week, but that's normal for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What did George Carlin yesterday? always say? Which one? Uh, there's a club for people who hate work and oh. it's everybody and they meet at the bar last didn't know that one yeah <laughs> is it is that not now you're making it me probably nervous. could be because i didn't hear all of his stand-up I, um, I heard a lot of his later later stuff like years before he died i've heard oh, more of his critiques on society really yeah <laughs> which you is gotta kind of listen to his stand-up it is oh i love his stand-up wonderful about, yeah yeah. Oh, I definitely I need to dive into it more. Yeah, shit uh, all yes. over pro-lifers and society and mm -hmm. Republicans and everything. So people would hate him today. I hate it's... when Republicans pull out like little things about him or like oh, little yeah. quotes from his thing. It's like the same thing with everything Willie Nelson. Else they do, but yeah, Willie so, Nelson's yeah, my Willie favorite because I know some sp specific people that'll wear his fake braids and shit, and they're the most conservative, racist people. Yeah. <laughs> mm. <sighs> Great. But how All are right. you, sir? Wait, yeah, oh, Chaz. Yeah, exhale. Don't oh. die. Don't die. <laughs> Did you swallow that? No, a little bit. No, you have to let your feelings out, man. You can't just gargle them. Whoa, 100%. man. I didn't know I was gonna get. I didn't know I was gonna get asked that question. A lot of. Pressure. Oh man, sorry. And I just hit a, hit my vape and it got stuck in my throat. Uh, I'm good. I'm good. Uh. Yeah, I'm good. So, that whole uh, made it no, sound no. like you're about to give a fucking speech. Yeah, elaborate. Yeah. After all that lead up, you better come uh, on, tell I us will... a fun fact or something. Uh, my pool is green, and I got to figure out how to get it not green. Um, Ooh, so... I'm... humble okay. brag. I will send <laughs> you it's a PVC pipe pool, man. Hey. From like I... Dude, Walmart. I'm <laughs> going to invite you to a Facebook group. I'm not kidding. Our pool is this... green you know it's like pool maintenance and they will teach you everything it is my yeah. favorite thing right now yeah i just got to get into the pool it's just been i haven't had time so we were busy i'm such a boomer weekend. i hope there's a giant koi in there you don't know about and they're just like, yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah there's little animals so no we had a tree fall uh on our from our neighbor's house and like it fell into our yard 
um part of it it missed her pool by like a foot um but like Ugh. it kicked it kicked up like a thousand pounds of pollen that landed in her pool <laughs> so it's like i almost wish it just it... landed on it yeah i'm just trying to been, been trying to get clean like ever since and it just hasn't worked so and summer's uh, but anyway like halfway over and your kids are like god damn it <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah anyway uh we need to ask for forgiveness Dear Lord, uh, I'd like to ask forgiveness for the other day at work where I said the word hell really loud, out loud, and I got reprimanded by one of my by managers. So I'd like to ask forgiveness for using such profanity out in the open um, in front of what could be Christians and children. Mm -hmm. So... Please forgive me, oh Lord. Please, sir. Please, sir. May I have a crumb of context? Did you just yeah. go hell, or were you like, no? So I, have I to damn do... thee to hell. Or, no, know, I have like... to do these little things to memorize people's names because I'm really bad with it. Dude, so we too. have this guy. We have this guy Glenn at work, and to memorize his name, I used to do these things where I used to change it to like Glenniford or Glennington. And then, so then I, I was just like, done that. yes. <laughs> so then I'm like, uh, from, um, planes, trains, and automobiles mm -hmm. where the guys is like, Del Griffith, how the hell are you? I just go up to Glenn and I'm like, Glenn, how the hell are you? <laughs> and like, uh, my, uh, one of my managers heard it and what came up to me was just like, I know that's not a swear word, but. Oh my God! Really? Some people might get offended by it, so I need you not to say it so loud on the sales greeting. floor. Yeah. Do you think he felt like, like a wiener having to talk to you about it? I don't know, but Should like, I mean, he's L seven weenie. So now I go up to him and say, "How art thou, Glenn?" Um, <laughs> That's kind of better. So, yeah. So <laughs> it's funny that you mentioned the name thing, though, because the way that I do that is I think of celebrity names. Okay. You know I mean? Like I met a dude named Terrence and I was like, Terrence Howard. And when you said Glenn, I was like, Glenn Howerton. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's yeah, the yeah. way I do that. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. So I do uh, the uh, Anna, yeah. Anna, Bobana, Banana Fan. <laughs> oh, <nice>. Donovan, Donovan, <laughs> Bobanovan, Banana Fan, Momonovan. Yeah, it doesn't work like that. I used to me. do that with Chuck lost. all the time and then like stop right before I look at my dad and be like, hey, 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 hey. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was a good one growing up. Uh, uh, who's next? Oh, the prayer. Not it. Oh, God damn it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, a couple of the, oh, hey, hey, what up, big guy? Uh, a couple of days ago, I was at the mall with my kids, with my oldest and Danielle for their birthday. And then we walked through Build-A-Bear just for, you know, reminiscing because they're 12 now. And we were looking at stuff and one of them was called like a wussy bear or something. And I was, I started, I, I changed. I tried to say something cute and I called it a pussy wussy by accident. <laughs> Everyone in the store heard me. <laughs> I was like, oh, whoops. It was a real Bob Burgers moment because as I said it, I realized it and I was like, oh God. <laughs> 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 so please forgive uh, me for uh, probably, you know, saying uh, pussy in front of those kids for the first time. <laughs> Mom, what's a pussy to... wussy? It's a Bond girl, isn't it? Octo. Pussy Willow, Pussy Galore. Pussy Galore. Yeah. yeah that's uh, the, the good Lord, eh, I guess he forgave you. 
He sort of did. He, he's cracking Not up. Like he's, like, he's like, you said yeah. pussy and a build a beard. You go, Chrissy. Uh, <laughs> uh, Lord uh, Jesus, sweet baby Jesus. Uh, please forgive me for engaging with a fundy on Facebook about a Satan club backpack. Mm. Uh, drive. Yeah, like the the Satan Club of Lancaster, California, is doing um, like a backpack giveaway. Yeah, yeah. And the the fundies are all up in arms and and scheduling counter protests. <laughs> and uh, I got into it with my one of my well former Facebook friends. I don't. She blocked me. Um, <laughs> about uh, hey man, instead of all these protests, why don't you just buy other backpacks and give them out? It's almost right. like you realize, like, when religious organizations mm -hmm. do nice things, that it's indoctrination. D does that remind you about anything in the church, like missions work and all this sexual abuse? <laughs> anyway, so, <laughs> and what are you doing by protesting? You're doing nothing. You're adding nothing yeah. to the conversation mm -hmm. other than I don't want these kids to have Satan's backpacks. That's not true. Yeah. You feel good about yourself, like you did something. That's well, true. As we're probably going to learn soon, you know, those backpacks, they probably possess those children. And Oh, my God. I didn't even think about that. They're going to be like, they're probably hiding little curses in there. They're bringing to yeah. their homes. And then that, that was part of that was part of the conversation. Oh they're like, God. there's a there. I wouldn't open that backpack because there's a serpent inside. And I was like, portal to hell when you unzip that Jansport. <laughs> yeah. Dude, if someone gave it's me a, a free Jansport, right? I realized that that's a really high end backpack as it came out of my yeah. mouth. <laughs> but hey, it's it's Satanist. They go all out. <laughs> okay, but I'm just gonna tell you, I still use my Jansport that I used all through high school. Mm -hmm. I am mm -hmm. 40, and that thing is still that is. Hey, Jansport.com promo code yeah. Compod. Yeah, for ten percent <laughs> off. Not really, guys. I'm kidding. Please don't do that. The Jan Sports starts getting support messages. My fucking promo code's not working. You promised me thirty percent off, motherfuckers. Um, fucking eight all right, slide but... again. All right, we need to do the Inquisition. No, the prayer, right? You said we had an inquisition question. No, the prayer. I am all out of order today. Jesus, oh. tap dancing Christ. All right, sorry. Here's the inquisition. With all of this topical talk about aliens, does the crucifixion count only on Earth? Or do the other aliens in the galaxy have to have their own Jesus crucifixion? Discuss. <laughs> okay, so with that, I gotta so with that logic, is God like Ego, the living planet, and Guardians of the Galaxy 2, where he just goes to different universes and making his own little baby Jesus on each planet? Yeah, and, yeah, and then crucifying him. One. Yeah. yeah, killing. Over and over. <laughs> or does the one crucifixion on Earth count, even if they've never heard of Earth? It's a sick No wonder off. Jesus was, like, freaking the fuck out in the garden. Because he was yeah. like, I've done this 35,000 times. Jesus Christ, can we stop? Um, please dad take this cup I don't want it anymore you yeah, make seriously. the rules wasn't one enough <laughs> can you just let me off this 
just forgive the sins like you don't need this just forgive them you're all powerful please stop can you send one of the angels that haven't sinned like can we just like just seriously can we just have like a week off (laughs) um i would say because um i don't believe these these creatures look anything like us that that jesus would have to be made in their image on their home planet and they'd have to go through their own uh salvation narrative but is that like boom i mind blown because he yeah he has to be fully god and fully human or fully whatever whatever their race fullies or black yeah 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 um huh or neptunian yes yeah yeah they're not on neptune donovan it's oh. too cold for anything new. God. I'm sorry. <laughs> They're on Titan. <laughs> They're on Titan. <laughs> I'm just, I'm scared of them. <laughs> well, of course, you're scared of, like, the deep ocean, too. Yeah. So oh, okay, yeah. Makes, also, when yeah, you guys started makes... talking about that in DC Talks, I legit was like, I have to listen to this so I know if I need to cut something. And this sucks. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. As soon as you, as soon as Chaz goes, yeah, but we don't even know what's in the ocean. I was like, don't do it. <laughs> don't you fucking go there. I didn't even think about you when I said it. I was just like, I could tell hey, that guys. was happening. Yeah, that you guys were yeah. just like, like in your conference, which was fine. I was like, cool. This, they're really cooking here, but uh, I'm scared. <laughs> oh, what about you, Donovan? What do you think? Oh, that happened in the fucking meeting too that you missed. I I can cut this early of it, but right after you left, <laughs> we started talking about deep sea shit. Oh, very cool. And I had a and panic attack and disassociated for like five minutes. <laughs> um, as far as other Jesuses, I think that, yeah, I, I agree with Chaz. I think that each, diff- it's like a multiverse thing. You know, there's a different Jesus for each planet. and But then yeah. there's also a 9-11 for each planet. <laughs> just because. Because <laughs> we, Do don't, think- we don't These need. These Tic Tacs flying in the buildings. <laughs> It's not it's not fair that we are the only ones that have to deal with that. Do you think there's a point uh a point break movie in every universe? Because I feel like that's the height. But it's Earth actors. Art. It's our actors in each <laughs> it's different Keanu one. Reeves. No, it's well, a like different I, actor from Earth. Yeah, <laughs> like, like one, I said, one's Tommy Lee Jones and Harrison Ford. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, like once like we discussed the other day, I think like one of the only reasons that they haven't destroyed us as they like our entertainment so i'm sure they're Agreed. big fans of point break so yeah um... when's the next john wick <laughs> <laughs> did they really just kill that puppy oh my god there's um... a telenovela we really need to get updated what happens to carmen Sita? <laughs> uh all right well with that we need to get started so um uh, we need to do the most important thing, and that is to pray. So hold the hand of the person next to you, bow your head, and if you're driving, let Jesus take the wheel. Three pastors from Minnesota, the Peters brothers, have taken on the mission of traveling the country to expose the evils of rock music. The crusade against rock music has come to Indianapolis. In a tent where the Word of Life Church gathers, the warriors say a battle prayer before the first advance on the city. Nearby are the weapons, not horse and armor, but the equipment of a modern holy war, TV cameras, media help to spread the word. We're not condemning the beep. The Bible talks about beep. The Bible talks about the drum, the cymbal. There's nothing wrong with beep, but we just object to the lyrics of the music. 
The battle cry is the same from city to city. Their anti-rock seminars confront the devil with more than prayer. In a low-key but non-stop barrage of accusations, there are slides of objectionable album covers. This one's called uh, Sticky Fingers. This comes with a real live zipper on the front cover. There are recitations of offending lyrics. Last night we met, making love by the refrigerator light. Ethel, Ethel, let me squeeze you in my arms. Ethel, Ethel, come and freeze me with your charms. Oh my, oh my, what a wretched life. I was born on the day that my poor mama died. I was cut from her belly with a Stanley knife. My daddy did a jig with a drunk midwife. Who's that yonder hole in flames? Dragging behind him a sack of chains. Who's that yonder hole in flames? For up jumped the devil and he staked his claim on me. We are about to dive into the satanic panic, but from the evangelical point, we are going to dive into some media that was pushed by the church and presented as quote-unquote experts in the battle against Satan and his most powerful and potent weapon, rock and roll. I just, Hell yeah. I, I, I need to point out that I'm preparing myself for a super fun and funny episode, now realizing that I should probably prepare myself to be triggered by some dumb bullshit. Yes, yes. As uh, usual. So like the li- the beginning of every episode for yeah. me and Donovan is yeah. like, oh, this is going to be fun. I'm talking to my friends. Hey, I'm so- Oh, that's right. Yeah. Indoctrination. That's why I'm jumping in now to say it cuz usually I don't realize it till like we're halfway through. I'm just yeah, preparing. It's, right. <laughs> Donovan, it's like asking for forgiveness. Yeah. I always forget. That's all right. Uh, uh we will Sorry. Uh we will revisit the panic uh from other angles. But this, uh, but this series again is just about rock music. Uh, there are many ways that Satan uses music to control the youth, from the normal drugs and sex, but also by violence and money and more evil ways like backmasking and subliminal messaging and sweet ass riffs. <laughs> Uh, The first dipshits we are going to cover and read one of their books are the Peters Brothers. Jim, Dan, and Stephen Peters were all brothers and preached from the Twin Cities area. They were all pastors at the Zion Christian Life Center in St. Paul. The church was started by their father, Leroy, in 1969. Their mother didn't allow rock music in the house, but the boys would rebel except for Steve, who would narc on his brothers. Dan Dan came to Jesus for reals when he fell down an elevator shaft. Did he die? No, he laid there in the dark with a broken wrist and a heel and two broken vertebrae. He he said Jesus appeared to him and talked to him. Definitely wasn't shocked. Yeah, that definitely isn't the extreme trauma his body just endured. Yeah, and probably the severe concussion he has. Right, I'm sure his head didn't hit anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, his head was free and clear, Donovan. What are you talking about? It was, he was he wearing a football helmet. <laughs> but then he did later go on to invent the idea of the rapture so he could make money. <laughs> Amen. Uh, after he recovered, he opened up a youth camp in his dad's church. What? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Steve, on the other hand, was a good basketball player, but his dream of wearing tight shorts and getting dunked on 
would have to go to the wayside and he gave it all up to follow Jesus and his brother Dan. Jim, well, he would have some health issues at a young age. He got a staph infection and almost died. And Damn. he also had a he had a long-term eye infection and couldn't do anything but contemplate on his life. He I said a long-term eye infection. Yeah, this was the s- 60s. Okay, 70s? so antibiotics existed. Yeah, yeah. It's every time the eye infection was almost gone, he'd scratch his ass and then rub his eye. Like, God damn it. <laughs> damn it. <laughs> uh, so this might be triggering you, Donovan, but uh, he spent his time in bed thinking about his life as Job. Um, oh, until, no. And, and, until the Lord healed him. <laughs> I hate you so much. <laughs> Why do I? Why does this shit keep happening to me? Stop oh. rubbing shit in your eyes, you yeah. fucking asshole! Wash your hands, you dirty bastard! And then laying there and being like, "This is only my fault. I'm not grateful for all of this." Yeah. <laughs> uh, the brothers had heard a preacher speaking about the evils of rock, uh, or saw it as a good racket to get into, um, or I'm sorry, good ministry to dive into <laughs> to help the youth. Um, Wait, why'd you, why'd you, those words were synonymous, weren't they? Yeah. yeah, I I heard the same word. Yeah. (laughs) You're not usually redundant like that. Both both of these images are the same. (laughs) On November 24th, 1979, the brothers put a big seminar on about the evils of the new breed of rock and roll. Wait, what year were they they born again? 69? Uh, no, their father, they were born in different years, but their father opened oh, okay. the church in 1969. Um, okay, that's what it was. Never mind, go ahead, yeah, sorry. Um, Boy. But they're all, they're all in their late, late 20s. Um, they gathered all the Nazi youth, about 400 or so, and burnt $15,000 worth of records and cassettes of Kiss, ELO, Blondie, and the evil John Denver. I'm you glad know, they still get the money, right? The artists still no. already. No, when you burn the product, the money goes away too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's not like they went out and bought these records all over again. Um, so oh, yeah, I never did that. <laughs> the it's word the spreads... devil's work. The record's back in the living room. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think they interviewed one of the members of Kiss. Like, I not on their interview, but like, I think somebody interviewed some of the members of Kiss, and they were like, "Okay, you can burn it. You just bought it, though, so we made money either way." And that uh, sounds like some Gene care. Simmons would say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, the word spread of these new crusaders against rock music, and within a year, they had done similar things in more than fifty churches, mostly in the Bible Belt. They claim that in Lafayette, Louisiana, 1,700 kids showed up and destroyed $50,000 worth of records. Uh, This isn't even that long after World War II to be holding like... Yeah, 35 years or so. Yeah, yeah. that's... I mean, I feel like some of these parents should have been... would have been fighting in World War II, yeah? Grandparents, at least. Yeah, they were in Vietnam, right? Most of the parents. Just feels awfully close to like the the Nazi book burnings. Yeah, yeah. I feel like someone should have said something. They were asked about that. I think it's going to come up in the book. Uh, But uh, which are the which are the conflicts that we uh, inserted ourselves into and then became a (laughs) a super world power because of which one of those? Uh, which one do you want to go into? Um, yeah, that's right. World War One, World War Two. Uh, 
killing the Native Americans. Uh, uh, anyway, um, I love when you take bro- my sad jokes and make them sadder. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wouldn't you know it? In just over a year, they were doing well enough to purchase a new site for a brand new church on top of an old roller rink in St. Paul. That's like all over Wisconsin. Those signs yeah. coming soon. Bethel. <laughs> the brothers... so wait, was was the roller rink act? I mean, it was an old roller rink, but like, did people still use it? Because I no. cannot imagine trying to have church above a roller skating rink where they're playing like double dutch and like all those old. <laughs> it's couple skate time. Find that special lady. Come along and ride on a fantastic boy. Now, brothers and sisters, Jesus is here today with us. <laughs> the only fantastic Look voyage is the one to heaven. <laughs> Look at uh, me. The... Y'all just going in circles like the devil. <laughs> oh my God. You only give me half of your attention. Right. Um, Don't hold those hands now. Never mind. She... Uh... I get it. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, the brothers wrote and put out tapes spreading their message against rock music. I listened to their tape, Truth About Rock Music, Backmasking, and it's very much a, like a well-produced podcast. And if these dopes in their 20s weren't in their 20s today, uh, they would probably have their own podcast doing something mm-hmm. very close to this. Um, they had a number of other tapes called ACDC, Wanted for Murder, Kiss, Exposed, <laughs> The Peter brothers interviewed the dead Kennedys. Striper, which side are they on? Sex, drugs, rap, and rock. The oh. Peter brothers debate two live crew. And <laughs> what? Yep. <laughs> I need to see that one. Yeah. I need it's to find it too. YouTube. Trust me. <laughs> it, I don't think so. I can't find the dead Kennedys one. I got to find it. Um, now, what what devil language does pop that pussy mean? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and rock music is killing our kids. Um, and a picture on the front sleeve is a close-up of James Vance, who had blown his face off. Uh, we talked about him in the last episode. He was the oh. inspiration for our face. So, yeah. you know. Classy. You know, not, yeah, you real classy job doing that. Um, I just want to point Peter's out, too, that my, gra- that my grandfather had that Kiss exposed tape. I found it in the VCR once. and it Oh, very me. cool. Yeah. Was it taped think... over? Is that what was it actually on it, though? It was. Uh, <laughs> it, it was. Uh, it. It what didn't feature the band. That's all I know. <laughs> uh, the Peters were famous in the evangelical community, but notorious in the Twin Cities area. They would protest concerts that came into town, as well as go to concerts and witness to people. They claim they saved hundreds what? of thousands of souls during doing this at concerts. Why the why Detroit though? Because one of them was listening to Kiss, and they're like, "It's the it's the rock city. <laughs> we gotta fucking go. That's where all those metalheads are." <laughs> they would take they would take uh, some of these things they witnessed firsthand, and they would go into their radio or TV appearances, uh, which turned into cassettes and VHS mail orders, and they would appear on a national radio and major TV shows like Nightline in twenty twenty. Giving your expert opinion about Dateline? Satan rock and roll. Dateline, Nightline, Nightline or Dateline? I don't know. What it Nightline was one too. Yeah. Was it? Yeah. 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 Oh. It was. Okay. It wasn't a true crime thing though. Mm. It was like reported the news. Um 
They wrote a number of books, the biggest two, Why Knock Rock and Rock's Hidden Persuaders, The Truth About Backmasking. We are going to read Why Knock Rock, Rock's, uh, but Rock's Hidden uh, Persuader is basically Wait. regurgitated. It's a little bit shorter, um, uh, so it's a little bit more digestible, but it doesn't go into as detail as Why Knock Rock, and I liked it more. Um, Did they not write a... Not you said knock. Okay. Or knock. knock. This yeah, whole time rock? you've brought that book up for the last two weeks, I've thought it's been why not rock. No, knock. I've held it up for you guys, right? I know. No, no. We didn't. I didn't see the whole cover. I just saw oh. the the picture on the bottom. I yeah. Now every time you say it, I want to knock. <laughs> and it's I a terrible, I... isn't it? A terrible cover. It yes. looks like it looks like a like an eighties romance novel. Yeah, the font they use. It looks like a V.C. Andrews. <laughs> yeah, yeah, or a Barbara Cartland. Yeah, Nora Roberts presents. <laughs> no, I got it off thrift books for like two bucks. So, um, but it's still but, so, uh, uh, when I thought it was why not rock. I was thought I thought I was saying like why not rock. We'll tell you why. You know what I mean. But now, yeah. But it's still the same principle. Yeah. Why not rock? We'll tell you why. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, Why Knock Rock is almost 300 pages, uh, and it's Oof. about the evils of rock and roll. We aren't going to go through the whole thing because the first part of the book is rather boring. Part one, one is about their history and their interpretation of rock and roll and how all the pioneers were either sexually promiscuous or died young. Um, we'll go over a little bit of it, but not a lot. Um, I one see a chapter... promiscuous girl in my head when you say promiscuous. Promiscuous girl. By Natalie Furtado. Oh, okay. Okay. I was sorry. just like, we're not covering that. Uh, yeah, sorry. Bit, yeah, way past this time. Uh, <laughs> one chapter is just an interview with Kiss, uh, which I'd probably say is the band they have the biggest problem with through their career. Uh, they really, really fucking hate Kiss. Is it the abbreviation um, mostly? Yeah. Uh, they don't. The abbreviation? They were saying Kiss met Knights in Satan's service. Yeah, right? they were one of the first people to... I don't think it was Knights. That's so stupid. I think it was Kids in Satan's service. I think first. that was the the, key, the people that were following them, maybe, and then they were the Knights or something like that. Yeah, I just then, know it was in Satan's service. Yeah, it got Guys, changed to Knights in Satan's service also. So. Step out of Grandpa Corner, please. No, this <laughs> this is part of the whole this goddamn is, thing. This is, this, is, this is topical. This is what we're talking about right now. It doesn't matter. Move on. Uh, they were also talking about the new breed of rock and roll and break down some of the genres in newer bands of the early 80s. Some of it is funny and ridiculous, like, you know, who really rocks? Jesus Christ sort of garbage. Oh. Hell and, yeah. And he rolls the front uh, of the cave away when he resurrects. <laughs> you know who the original punk was? It was Jesus, because he was against the establishment. <laughs> follow everything we tell you to do. Hashtag he so gets us. Be punk like Jesus. <laughs> Uh, before uh, we j jump into the book, the Peters brother and their organization, Truth About Rock, fell apart in the early 90s. They all had families to take care of and couldn't be on the road as much. Steve developed vocal no nodules uh, mm. from spitting so much oh. bullshit that he couldn't speak so much anymore. Um, another thing happened and music got even bigger and broader and they admittedly couldn't keep up with everything that was coming out. 
They would go on stage to talk about the evils of White Snake when everybody was listening to Guns N' Roses. The Always youth, on the cutting edge. Yep. <laughs> the youth, once eager to burn the only five records they had access to, uh, nowhere just, you know, now we're just overloaded with options now and then even back in the 90s. Yeah. Um, it didn't stop us from throwing out our CDs and cassettes. It also didn't stop us from buying them all over again either. No. All right. Which it, one did you guys buy the most over and over? Uh, the only real record I ever felt convicted of getting rid of, and I, it's so fucking weird, was the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones. Um, uh, the, the white one with... Um, like their debut Let's face album? it. Let's face it. Yeah, uh, because I had read in something from Rock for Life that said that they were pro-life. And I felt so convicted at Creation 97 that I went home and threw it out. So, oh, yeah. Man. But then I went and bought it, like, a couple months later. I was like, that was fucking stupid. So. I threw away and rebought the Chronic 2001 four times. Hell yeah. So, Hell you're man. welcome, Dre. See, what, That's why, why he's on top. Yep. Because of you. <laughs> Yeah. When when I, when I was a kid, uh, that's when like Bear Share and LimeWire and shit was huge. So I could mm-hmm. just download shit without my dad knowing. So I wasn't really buying albums, but I did that with movies. And for me, it was the Nightmare on Elm Street series. Like he would find them, and I'd be like, "Oh, yeah, trash, buy it again." Dogma too. Dogma was huge for me with that. I, could I would see that. constantly get it, and he would get rid of it. Mm. Or I would go through like a moment where I'm like, "This is evil." <laughs> um but also you know it was easier to sneak uh cds and cassettes or now mp3s than uh, lp back then uh (laughs) but the the peters brothers (laughs) faded off into obscurity and left behind their books and videos for all of us to enjoy which we're gonna dive to in a minute so you guys ready (laughs) that's so i didn't think about that like having to try to sneakily listen to kiss on the hi-fi in the living room (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> now you can just download it on your phone with your earbuds and like, mm. yeah yep <laughs> uh so we're going to start off in the introduction really quick in a part called the giant killers and it's about these three gentlemen um but uh suddenly in a scene reminiscent of young david's faith-filled gutsy challenge to goliath the peter brothers were hurled into a national prominence for throwing stones at the giant rock music industry. Since then, they have appeared nationwide on ABC's Nightline with Ted Koppel, CBS News with Dan Rather, PM Magazine, and hundreds of other television and radio programs. The battle has taken them coast to coast, presenting carefully documented evidence of the harmful effects of rock music and the entire rock mystique. Over $10 million worth of rock music paraphernalia has been destroyed by people who attempting uh, after attending a truth about rock seminar have decided to set themselves free from rock music's damaging influence on which side are you do you know the issues are you one of the casualties in the hotly contested battle mm-hmm. before you press you clutch your precious rock records tightly in your arms and vow never to give them up remember it's your future that is at stake. 
I'd rather be clutching my rock records than clutching my pearls. Hell yeah. <laughs> Clutch these nuts. Um, uh, he starts off, or the, the brothers start off talking about uh, this DJ um, named um, Alan Freed. Oh, uh, not Skrillex. Was, oh, no, no, no. He was, was one of the... Go with yeah. Wolfman Jack. <laughs> Calm oh, down, no, Grandpa's. No. Calm He's... down. It was a joke. Simmer yeah. down. Simmer Oddly down. Oddly enough, he's not mentioned in this book. Wolfman Jack, yeah, because they yeah. know you'd come for their fucking neck. <laughs> I bite off all your throats, you motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah, we go into a little misinformation here about Freed. Uh, only five years after his career, he had been blown to pieces by a scandal. Um, it was a pay, they called it a quote unquote payola scheme where he got paid to play certain records on the radio. Um, but uh, uh, Freed died in a Florida hospital, drunk, broke, and all but forgotten at the age of 42. The man who named rock and roll had become its first victim. Oh. So Alan Freed was not forgotten. Uh, he's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh, many, many bands, even going from the Ramones to, uh, I forgot off the top of my head, but mm -hmm. mention him in their songs. Um, he was, he's like known as the guy who gave his rock and roll. Um, so, and gave it to everyone. So, uh, mm. he's far from forgotten. So, um, yeah. but, uh, now he goes in, they go into, um, the people that had sex young in rock and roll and were sexually promiscuous <laughs> and kind of evil too. Uh, we have Chuck Berry, Jerry Lee Lewis. Um, are we talking then, about people that were young when they had when they actually had sex, or are we talking about people that uh, preyed on the young when they? A little had bit sex? of both. A little <laughs> bit of both, Donovan. A little bit of both. Um, and then a lot of this beginning of this book deals with people that died young in rock and roll. So we have Buddy Holly that he talks about. Um, then he Hendrix. talks about yeah, yeah. There's a bunch about Elvis in here, um, and how when, he. When was this written again? uh 84 85 that was really weird when you get to the late within the predictions and he's like in the 90s a boy with long blonde hair will shoot himself <laughs> in the face <laughs> uh now we go into the british invasion uh after going over schlock rock a little bit uh imitations Walk. of like 50s rock um mm -hmm. but uh that kind of auditation cannot go for long without having a profound effect as early as 1966, the Beatles' music began to reflect their jaded, cynical outlook on life. Instead of eternal, hand-holding bliss that appeared despite bitterness, futility, and of great consequence, drugs. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Perfect timing, Chrissy. <laughs> What did Chrissy do? I didn't see it. She, drugs. Oh, she drugs? just popped okay. right back in. She disappeared Sorry. for a second, and right when you yeah. said drugs, her camera came back. <laughs> uh, it was not until another well-known singer introduced the Beatles to mind-numbing qualities of marijuana in mm. 1964 that they began to flaunt and promote drug use. Living in an unreal world where drugs and sex flowed freely and possessions were easily obtained, it is no wonder that the Beatles suffered from the effects of lives lived with illusion. Mm. I'm sorry for all the Beatle bashing, Donovan. And Emma, Shut I'm up. so sorry. <laughs> they both eviscerated me the other day. On, yeah, on, oh, uh, we were so violent. <laughs> you guys were so angry with me. Um, by 1967, 
<laughs> they were up to their heads in LSD as well. Lennon claimed yeah. <laughs> he dropped acid a thousand times, all while taking speed to help survive the record recording sessions. The Beatles had become psychedelic sellouts, and so had their music. Donovan? Yeah, I mean, I no, agree. you're right. I Am agree. I right? No, you okay. I agree. <laughs> you agree with the you agree with the Peters brothers and everything they're saying? All right. Key. Oh, wait, uh... <laughs> hold on, hold on. Let's uh, isolate this audio, please. This is not a package deal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're talking about some expert, quote unquote, expert in rock and roll. Um, Key, well known for his exposés of media exploitation, says that he has examined song titles and lyrics of rock music before, during, after the Beatles' public career. What? He has concluded that the Beatles' main contribution to Western society was to make the use of hallucinatory drugs commonplace and culturally legitimate among teenagers throughout the world. The Beatles became the super drug culture prophets of all time, Key maintains. Mm, prime example, I want to hold your hand. These fuckers are crazy. That's really shit, Donovan. Oobla yeah, but it started. Oobla yeah, there you go. I mean, an octopus's garden is actually a prime example. <laughs> <laughs> George I know Harrison a lot, but that's a shitty song. <laughs> George Harrison was the religious mystic of the group. It was he what? who penned My Sweet Lord. Yeah. Quote, I really want to know you. I really want to go with you. Although the song was sung about <laughs> Lord Krishna, Chrissy not the shrugging. Lord Jesus. We're both like, what's so wrong with going with, with the Lord? Right, that I want to be like... with you. That's what we, we say every Sunday. Like, what's it's fine? about Lord Krishna, not about the Lord Jesus, guys. You never had it, at youth group, they, they, the band never did a cover of this about Jesus? Not my sweet my lord sweet by George Harrison. Yeah. Hallelujah. I can see it. I no, they t it. totally did at my youth group. Like they changed the lyrics, of course. Oh, God. And the, youth, um, the worship it, leaders like, we're taking it back for Jesus, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Yahweh, uh, it, Yahweh. Oh, God. It struck a familiar chord in the minds and the hearts of many who were searching at the time. Um, uh, then he talks about uh, George getting into transcend. I have a hard time transcendentalism. Yeah, transcendental uh, meditation. So they call it TM. Yeah. So mm. from now on, if I say TM, that's what I'm referring to. Um, the Not the baby babies. No, no. Uh, the unprecedented, uh, yeah, <laughs> the unprecedented exposure the Beatles have given TM led it to uh, let it an air of credibility their deceptive endorsement made it possible for tm to develop a stronghold in western in the western world that has developed into big business and done incalculable damage to young people's spirits hmm. ultimately the beatles broke up and all of rock's promoters and all of their rock producers couldn't put them back together again even Still, lauren michaels couldn't get it to work couldn't do it Still in six question, short... yes. question. Isn't transcendental meditation like really hard? I mean, this is me as an extremely ADHD person, but like I think no it idea. takes a lot of work, right? 
I have no clue. I know it's like connected to yoga or it used to be. I don't know. You're asking somebody that was taught it was evil. So like, um, I, I can't imagine, like, so were the youths really going the through this transcendental process of becoming their higher selves? Like that was the trend and you think it's a problem? I think it was like a lot it's of the like, yeah, that well, yeah, those hippie kids with like beads or like doors and shit um or the, Dude, like, if my know, kid was know. focusing on something like that i'd be like whatever man whatever works for you kid yeah if you like it um, go for it but don't cut your fucking hair like that <laughs> <laughs> still in six short years since the original assault on the american public they had become a mythic institution <laughs> the mythic institution of transcendental meditation yes one of the world's yep, yep. first boy bands <laughs> the bringer yep. of all evil the harbingers of doom with their bowl cuts <laughs> now we talk about the rolling stones baby that makes um, more sense to me <laughs> yeah uh we talk about drugs a little bit and he talks about brian jones and his death um uh then uh in december of the same year after a concert forced the stones to be thrown again into the limelight and infamy. It was all, it was at the festival of Altamont where the hell's angels had been hired to keep the peace. Mm. As Mick Jagger went into his diabolical routine, prancing around for jumping Jack flash and sympathy for the devil, the violence that had surfaced frequently throughout the festival broke loose as Jagger watched first in stunned silence. And then while singing fearfully, a man was clubbed to death with pull cues, fists and chains and stabbed five times, all within the reach of the stage. Later, Jagger said of the hellish atmosphere that day, quote, if Jesus had been there, he would have been crucified. Hmm. By the hell's angels? Yeah, yeah. Cool. Um, I mean... Flower okay. power in metal mashers. The 60s generation was saying, that's cool, I can dig it. Peace, brother. Personal freedom was in, and love was found to be the answer. The scene in 1967 at the first beat, beat it, wait on, B-E-I-N. B-E-I-N? But, but there's a dash between B and B and N. B N. B N. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, like a the, sit in. I guess so. Uh, the Monterey Festival in San Francisco uh, personified the times. Later, Gary Newman would describe in mm -hmm. in this way: "Quote a banner across the stage read music, love, flowers, a slogan which seemed at the time both reasonable and radical." Later, it would be look merely naive. The lyrics music over... love flower. I'm yeah. sorry. Music love flower. Um, oh. Is this the same Gary Newman that wrote Cars? No, 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 no. Gary, oh, <laughs> I'm Randy. sorry. That that's that not Randy in... Newman. No, 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 it's Gary that's Newman. not Randy Newman. <laughs> no, Randy... Randy Newman didn't write Cars. <laughs> in my car. In my car. I feel safe as a ball. <laughs> I can lock all my doors. <laughs> 
He's the only uh, way. See, guy. I even got it wrong. I said, I said, I did say Gary Newman because it just popped in my. It's Gary Herman. Sorry, okay. guys. Uh, the whole time that you were saying this, I was like, was he like about to perform? And he looked up and he saw this and he was like, guys, you're interested. Yeah, he he was way ahead of his time. He was like, tw- you know, twenty years. Um, but now I can. I I love Randy Newman singing yeah. it. I'm gonna totally do that on TikTok later. <laughs> Uh, their lyrics overflowing with dreams and drugs flower power groups such as buffalo springfield the mamas and the papas the doors good grateful dead and jesperson airplane preach love (laughs) and preach love and freedom through their songs and weekend weekend hippies followed their water pipe dreams. I like to, I like to believe that every time we mock it like that, we're like, "Oh, devil's music." The devil's listening. He's like, "You know, sometimes I just like a chill Sunday too." You guys, it's not all about shredding all the time. Yeah, Satan's just leaning back on his bed, listening to "All the Leaves Are Brown." <laughs> are the are that one that uh, the mamas and the papas with it? Dream a little dream of me. <laughs> Satan's listening to that. That's yes. <laughs> Sun shining bright above you. <laughs> uh, there were dozens more groups which sang their songs about the freedom that could have been from dropping out, loving in, and getting high. But soon the phonies of, of it all became evident. Lost in a world of excess, excess drugs, excess sex, excess violence, flower excess. power... <laughs> At flower power faded in the pot while rock bands search anxiously for new direction. The devil inside. And in the background, the Michael Hutchins with one tear coming down his face. <laughs> while he masturbates and kills himself. Um, the set, the, the early... <laughs> I took a dark turn. Uh, the yeah, early 70s... <laughs> escalated quite quickly. That's what my brain said to myself. So... Uh, <laughs> God, Chez. Uh, the early <laughs> 70s saw the beginnings of the careers of many individuals whose stars would success, uh, whose success had continued into the 80s. Although they often play a game of musical chairs, sitting in on many rock groups, the majority, however, moved away from pop sounds to something called heavy metal. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> West Coast bands, Blue Cheer and Iron Butterfly, were two of the first bands to take off. Amped Blasting Away <laughs> toward a sound that made... Fucking Iron Butterfly. Uh, made lyrics listening... Nearly... Okay, sorry, wait. I can't believe I'm stepping into Grandpa Corner. Motherfucker. Who is Iron Butterfly? In the, in the God of the Vida, honey. Motherfucker couldn't even pronounce Eden right. That's the only reason it's called that. <laughs> Is that what he's saying? In the Garden of Eden, he's trying to say in the Garden of Eden, but he couldn't pronounce it, so the song is called. Oh, in I was thought it was Garden of Eden. No, look it up. It's called In the Garden of Eden. Oh my God! Fuck. Okay. Yeah. Um, All right. Anyway, quickly step out of this corner. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> now I'm gonna double uh, check myself. <laughs> yeah. Uh, amps blasting away towards the sound that made lyrics listening nearly impossible. Uh, metal mashers, metal mashers such as the MC5s, Grand Funk what? Railroad, Black Pearl, MC5 the Am- rappers. What was it? MC5? No, M- MC5s, uh, kick out the jams, motherfucker. 
Oh, okay. Okay. I got gotcha. you. Um, yeah. You mean uh, funk up the jams? No. That's too kick early. Out, kick, out, kick out the jams, motherfucker. What's funk okay. up the jams? That's another song. Funk up the jams. What are okay. you talking oh, you're thinking about? That's pump up the jam. Pump up the jams. <laughs> no, it's pump up funk. the jams. Jam. Pump, pump it, it up. up. Pump While it. the rhythm's yeah. pumping. I hate my life. All right, let's get out of grandpa corner now. <laughs> That's grandma <laughs> corner. <laughs> <laughs> grandma corners when I don't know what the fuck's going on. <laughs> Uh, so here are the, randomly so, titling things. So here are the metal mashers, guys. Again, the MC5s, the the Grand Funk Railroad. I'm such an idiot. Grand Funk Grand Railroad. Funk Railroad. What? Black Pearl, Ambo, Amboy Dukes. I don't know who they are. Queen and Hell Bad yeah. Company. Thundered bad onto Company. The, thundered the guys onto who sing the Bad Rock Company. Scene. Yeah. <laughs> Off the album Bad Company. Yeah. They're, yeah. <laughs> By the man, band company. That company. Uh, that's last Br- post- podcast on left, Phyllis. Yeah, that's not our joke. Just, yeah, don't like, don't think. <laughs> Random people listening. That's we're not stealing that. Go listen no, to last no, podcast. Obviously, we love them very. Much. Yeah, They're b- big influence. Uh, in Britain, groups such as Led Zeppelin, Deep Pearl, Deep Purple, Uriah Heep, and Black Sabbath brought the macabre into metal music. Oh, satanic rock that makes more sense yes yeah. so bad company and ozzy osbourne same caliber. are just as bad <laughs> yeah for different reasons and um, grand funk railroad some kind of wonderful. yeah don't forget every about time, them every time i hear some kind of wonderful i'm like this is about sodomy <laughs> is it really no nope not getting drawn into this i don't need a whole lots of money <laughs> All right. Black Sabbath was introduced to the British press at a party featuring a mock sacrifice to a semi-nude girl. And although now they claim the black magic routine was a sales gimmick, they still produce albums which referred to the routine. Oh, to demons, witches, suicide and the like on the covers and in the lyrics. It was not a jolly band admitted vocalist Ronnie <laughs> Dames Gio, Dio. I'm kind of of sad they never mentioned Spinal Tap in all of this because that's the (laughs) ultimate. Because they can't take satire as like, like I don't know. They even have a song called "Smell My Rubber Glove." (laughs) Smell the glove. Smell the glove. (laughs) What's wrong with being sexy? Um, Enter four New York musicians named Kiss. These fire-breathing, blood-squirting entertainers with their copyrighted demonic facial designs and bizarre <laughs> costumes would almost, be comic- would almost be comical were their music not promoting the devil himself. No, the I'm- kitty cat one is comical. Like, come on. Hey, you show Peter Chris some respect. <laughs> I will not. <laughs> He's like their third drummer. Come on. Now. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I, then I like... the next paragraph, he rips them apart for like taking off their makeup. Uh, so oh, like, yeah. Which way do you want it? <laughs> right. um, I like to believe that he tried to use like their face paint as the cover art. <laughs> and then they sent him a cease and desist. He's like, these copyright motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably wonder... what happened. That is probably what happened. I wonder what this fellow thinks of the Juggalos. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, or the Misfits. 
Violent J. <laughs> there you go. That's everything you need to know. <laughs> Metallic rock has made a devastating impact on our teens and the Metallic. Audience. Yep, Metallic rock. And the Metallica uh, came the out. Au- he's like, it's on the nose. <laughs> <laughs> and the audience seems to be expanding. Okay, wait. Okay. I'm sorry. This just popped into my head, and this has been a long-running question of mine. Is metal called metal because it's heavier than rock? I feel like you asked this before and we gaslit you by telling you we already knew when we Googled it while we were telling you. Yeah, okay. we did, and I forget why. <laughs> you assholes. Like, this, is, this <laughs> occupies my mind a lot. Some All right, it was I, I think I think it was some somebody in a group said it in a song. I can't remember. It might have been Deep Purple. And it just got it just came off from there. I could be wrong though. I'm not trying to gaslight you. I'm trying to be honest. Um I don't know. I don't yeah, know. You so. we don't have to do this again. The term metal is believed it. to have come from the hippie movement when heavy meant deep or serious. <sighs> That's what Google says. That's heavy, man. <laughs> Yeah, let's Why do you keep saying heavy? Let's step out of grandma corner. Sorry. Is there something uh, wrong in the future with the Earth's gravitational pull? Did you guys know Plymouth Rock is small? Oh. <laughs> did you know it didn't, fan... we didn't land on it? It, didn't land it, on it landed us. on us. <laughs> the fans are mostly male. Newsweek went to explain. And mostly under 20. The music appeals to the frustrated working class and the electronic gadget- gadgetry buff. Gary Newman. Most, yeah, most certainly <laughs> it's barbar- barbarism appeals to the baser natures of common to the to all people. Yeah. The same theatrics that spawned heavy metal and monster rock influenced the develop- development of two mutants. The ex- Explicit in the outrageous sex rock and the violent aggressive styles of punk rock. Man, I feel yeah, like he was feeling some sh- sex rock. Hell yeah. Well, are, are they talking <laughs> about like wholesome sugar on me? No. Like one of those. No. those That's are fucking sex. rock. That's not sex rock. That's like, fucking rock. Wasn't no. there a band named White Snake? Isn't that about a penis? White Snake? No. You think uh, White Snake well, is maybe. about a Dude. It could be. Maybe. Is that not? Oh, Maybe. Um, here but here, I go again uh, on my own. Yeah, here's some, exactly. Here's some... Uh, yeah, it's about masturbation. Um, <laughs> here's <laughs> some examples of sex rock. David Bowie is perhaps... <laughs> Sorry. Is perhaps the best known and longest lasting star of the first variety. David the, Bowie? Car- David Bowie? Yep. Ziggy yep. himself? Yep. The carrot okay. topped painted up Frankenstein Ooh. brought to rock music a meaning of the word decadence. He only said that because like, he had two eye colors. <laughs> like Jagger of the Rolling Stones, Bowie took on drag queen characteristics after claiming to be androgynous. To androgynous. Mo- androgynous, sorry. Uh, it's okay. A, uh, but it's important we say that. That was to bring out the closest imitate closet imitators like sexually overt prince, prerogative yeah. Rick James, the swishy swashbuckler Adam Ant, and oh, Culture nice. Club's Boy George, whose doll hairstyles and clothing put America 
in rags and British groups frontmen in riches. Who here thought boy George was a girl? <laughs> I thought he was a boy the whole time. When I was a little kid, I was like, that's a that's a deep voice for a lady. <laughs> And then when I got older, I was like, his name is Boy. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was ironic. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Like tiny for a big man. <laughs> My wife told me uh, one of the only stories about her father because uh, he died when she was like 16. But uh, uh, she said that one time they were listening to the radio and Culture Club came on. And he said, you know, for a bunch of F words, they're pretty good. Oh. <laughs> I want to know what song it was where he. It finally... was Karma Chameleon. I fucking was gonna say that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and then talk about karma. Yeah. <laughs> uh, punk rock, a development of the late seventies, has taken that rebellion one step further. Not only do punkers rebel against upper class society and against the rock establishment itself, they even attack their own fans. Yeah, I wasn't allowed to listen to punk like at all, and I was like super wanting to, and yeah, I was, yeah, that just sucked. I remember when I first started listening to like Christian metal when I was like 15, and I was like, I don't care anymore, and I was listening to Four Today, and it was screaming and shit, and my father was like, there's no way they're talking about Jesus screaming like this, they're too angry. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Rich coming from him. Right. Yeah. (laughs) There is some validity to that statement. I mean, if you have like Gigi Allen, like would like shit on people and throw it at them and like stuff True. like that. And, like, people yeah, knew what they were getting into. People. Hey, I'm yeah, going to the yeah. Gigi Allen show tonight. Yeah, hopefully I get pissed in the mouth on, you know. Yeah. Just yeah, I've never been. I've I've heard some things though. It's um, like going to a Gallagher things. show and being yeah. surprised that you come out with watermelon on you. Like yeah. this is this is part of the yeah. shtick. Sorry. If you're, you're going to see tickets. Guar and you're yeah. going to stand up in the first couple rows, like I did the one time I saw them, you're going to get covered with blood. I was going to say, they uh, said it's cum, but I hope it's yogurt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I did see this. I think I told this story once, but I saw this band Striking Distance and they played this band Poison Idea, a cover of them, and I ran up to sing along and the lead singer kicked me right in the forehead on purpose. Uh, and I thought it was one of the coolest moments of my life, but... Uh, <laughs> On stage, the anarchist punkers appear in dirty, torn clothing, sporting orange, purple, or green hair, or perhaps <laughs> no hair at all. Sounds so they cool. Ex- <laughs> they exhibit self-abusive practices such as sticking safety pins through their skin Hell and expressing hostility towards the audience with foul language, vomiting, and spitting. Vomiting. I like how he says it's Hell like, yeah. like it's just something you're like, I'm going to choose to vomit. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's, it's, my it's my favorite pastime it is <laughs> did you guys ever watch the real world in london there was no. like this punk rock guy and <laughs> like halfway through the show he was at a punk show and he he was either singing and he kissed someone in the crowd or he kissed the lead singer and got his tongue bitten nearly off nice and i always was like I felt bad for the fellow, but I was also like, don't stick your tongue in strangers. Yeah, don't do like, that. <laughs> especially at a punk show. Is that like, something we actually have to R&B like, show? That's something we have to teach our kids? <laughs> Apparently. Yeah. 
I didn't know that. Don't, don't eat macaroni and cheese off your shoe and don't stick your tongue in the... somebody else's mouth. <laughs> yeah, right. Unless without consent. they give consent. <laughs> yeah. The attitude nearly topped old American politics as well, according to David A. Nobel, the guy that we talked about last week, in the in the legacy of John Lennon, unsuccessful assassin, John John W. Hinckley Jr. was a punk rock advocate who attended a concert by his favorite Wait. punk group. The Am I making is that the dude that tried to kill Reagan? Yeah. Uh, he listened to the he went to go see his favorite punk group the kamikaze clowns just what? days before his attack on president president ronald reagan real big the, fish was <laughs> jody foster there or no. what started? at the show the clowns played the song such songs as death can be fun and psycho killer i did was research for yeah i think so i did research for this and i can't find fucking anything about band? John Hinckley Jr. going to a punk show before he killed President Reagan or the Kamikaze Clowns. I um, feel like that's a made-up thing. It's yeah, I feel like and it then is he, And then he just like thought. Then he saw a psycho killer was like in the top fucking forty because of talking hazards. <laughs> yeah. Yes, <laughs> so. It yeah. It wouldn't uh, be a surprise fa, fa, if they fa 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 fa. <laughs> yeah. What's that song that goes like that? Um. That's one of those uh, songs in our house where if you say like two words of everyone starts singing it. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Even though, same here. Yep. <laughs> where rock music goes next is anyone's guess. No matter what style or trend, however, rock music has always had a tremendous effect on its listener and will continue to do so. It has become one of the 20th century's most powerful mediums for a message. Hell yeah. Um, now we skip ahead quite a bit because he talks about he they complain about I keep saying he but uh, they complain about um, rock being used in TV shows and in movies. My father used to um, do that with rap. Yeah, yeah, like hardcore. Yep, I'm tired of all yep. these new movies. You can't watch a movie without rap being thrown in your face. <laughs> yeah, Dad, are you racist? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, then they go on. He they go on to music videos. Um, their themes, of course, the easiest to con conjure up quickly. And according to the National Coalition of Television Violence, and video clips of many rock songs add violent imagery that isn't even present in the lyrics. The resulting product is a mini cinema such as Duran Duran's "Hungry Life Wolf," "Jungle Adventure," featuring a brief. <laughs> wrestling match not with a wolf but with Bro. a skimply clad native girl tell me you or, didn't listen to the lyrics without telling me you didn't listen to the lyrics <laughs> the rolling stones controversial video undercover of night which was banned in britain for its violence but has received heavy rotation here or jay giles band high steppin centerfold with its titillating shots of would-be pinups and flimsy nightgowns. I thought you were. I John, he, sorry, go ahead. No, it were John Cougar Melons camp, camps. <laughs> John Cougars. <laughs> <laughs> no, you got this. Get it out. Get it out. <laughs> Don't listen to that satanic song, buddy. We need to know. Yeah, yeah. There was a there was a like a grindcore band called John John Cougar Concentration Camp, um, or something <laughs> like that. 
Uh, John <laughs> Cougar Mellencamp hurts so good with be- with its ballads sung to its leather-clad woman in chains who <laughs> dances and writhes through the tune. Or Brian Adams' macho clip cuts like a knife. You almost spit up your drink, didn't you? <laughs> the fact that he's bringing up Brian Adams when, when earlier when you said something about 1969, summer 69 was all I was complaining in my head. <laughs> I can't. I can't with the Brian Adams. Yeah, you didn't I've think it was going to come up in this book, did no, you? No, I've told it before, but I'm telling it again. When I got last got in an Uber, he was playing Bad Bunny, and he looked back at me and switched it to Brian Adams, and I felt very, She's white. very much like a 40-year-old white lady. I was like, no, you can turn it. Actually, this Brian Adams song is pretty good. So. Yo, if they if they w- if he would have played <laughs> Brian Adams, Sting, and um, Rod Stewart, that Three Musketeers song, I would have been fucking just... Yo, what? What? How many fucking was was Brian Adams just like I'm gonna make songs for swashbuckling movies for a bit? Because didn't he do the fucking everything I do for Robin Hood? Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) He also did the theme song to Braveheart, and he also sang the um, one for Braveheart. Yeah, bro was on. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) It's like Kenny Loggins was in the '80s with like comedy. Yeah, 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 just nailing out hits. Um, All right. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) I'm surprised right. he, he might be in here. I might have missed him. Grandpa's, uh, grandpa's. sorry, Grandma Corner. Uh, Danger Zone. The idea, like hell to me. <laughs> uh, so the idea is to plant the viewer's mind a hot and lasting visual image of the song's message, and the producers are succeeding. That's how I like my pizza rolls: hot and lasting. Hell yeah! <laughs> Videos have already created a large following for rock groups. Uh, adept to musical mini films this was dramatically pointed out with when 4, 000... <laughs> yeah four thousand exciting fans line up at manhattan's video shack store for a video autograph party promoting duran duran's hungry like a wolf dun, dun, dun. as well would have been in that one as well as the uncut r-rated antics <laughs> on girls on film oh, i would have definitely been on that line <laughs> 200 videos were snatched up that day, many by young fans. As Hit Parader (laughs) magazine described it, young girls climbed metal bars protecting the display windows from the glimpse inside. Policemen on horseback tried to keep the crowd in order, beating the shit out of little girls as they stood in line. I want you to know that I'm playing girls on film behind you saying all of that. You're just paying train little girls just getting hit like from the top of heat, please. Listen, it's like the scene in Elf. <laughs> there's nothing more frightening to a middle-aged white man than a sexually excited Female. teenage girl. Oh yeah, I know they can't handle it. No, yeah. uh, a store employee recalled. Terrifying to them. Our concern shifted from the successful promotion to kids getting hurt. Uh, the problem with the accessibility of home videos is that young, suggestible minds are free to view repeated, repeatedly themes that would be flatly rejected for album covers as too suggestive, denied airplay on radios for their violence, censored for regular television channels, and given a rating uh, required parental supervision at theaters. Granted, these censorship possibilities are often pushed for limits or ignored but at least they are there 
at least there is an attempt to establish some guidelines. So they, hmm. they want censorship. So, you you bringing up um, the rating thing reminded me of a, a little, like for a year, my father went through this thing where he would be like, if something's rated R, I'm not going to watch it because if it's not suitable for my children, it's not suitable for me. And I remember that specifically because he would tell that to fucking everyone. He would bring it up and say that. I think he like it would like you would like try to use it as like a, I'm a good guy kind of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But it was so weird. But don't look on my hard drive. Exactly. <laughs> and, but it was weird because then he would like he never spent time with us with our shit like kids movies. But then all of a sudden he was like, "What are you watching? The Sandlot?" And he was like, "What the fuck?" You know, it got weird. It only lasted for a little bit, but it was so weird yeah. hearing him say that all the time. Because now as an adult, I'm like, that's the dumbest shit. <laughs> yeah. Are you for real? You don't watch Game of Thrones when your kids are asleep? Okay, well, enjoy your goddamn Clifford the Big Red Dog. Right. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's weird. It's a weird. It basically is admitting, like, I don't have emotional maturity. <laughs> um, anyway, sorry, guys. <laughs> no, I love it. The I fear in George Orwell's fu futuristic novel, 1984, was that soon Big Brother would be always watching us and our children. Thanks to the recording and broadcast industry, Big Brother won't need to have its eyes on the lookout for us. We'll all be sitting in our media rooms, mesmerized by video muses. Hell oh yeah. my god. My, like, do why know? do they threaten me with a good time? <laughs> Fuck, dude, that sounds awesome. That would never uh, happen. Google, can you uh, buy me 1984? Yeah. <laughs> Alexa, read me 1984, the abridged version. Uh, we're going to skip ahead about 20 pages because uh, they talk about themselves a lot. And then there's an, there's an interview with Kiss, but not with them. Uh, or actually, no, with them. Um, but it's oh, pretty stupid stuff. Um, it's not a fucking uh, fox. It's a cat. Can you not see the whiskers? It's a cat. <laughs> uh, we're, we're going into lyrics. Um, oh boy. We need to ask ourselves, what ideas do rock lyrics promote? Are they promoting Christian? Oh, wait, no, <laughs> sorry. No, sorry. Meow, snarf. Um, are they pro-Christian or do they defy God or question his existence? Mm. Do the lyrics encourage or discourage Christian growth? Growth as stable, productive, loving human beings. Do these lyrics promote a close, close relationship with God, or do they hinder it? In short, do these lyrics promote truth or decent? There, I guess there's decency. No, decent. All right. Is it? I'm pretty sure it was a typo, but I was going to say, is it continuing on the next page? What's up? Nope. Good decent. job, copy editor. <laughs> uh. Um. Yeah, man. That, when you say all that, the first thing that comes to mind is John Cougar's Melon Camps. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sucking on a chili dog, devil. Yep, devil. <laughs> and then when you said behind a tasty freeze, just solidified it. <laughs> <laughs> You're in a small town, devil. <laughs> oh, don't try that there. <laughs> oh, don't try anything in a small town. <laughs> don't even fucking breathe in a small town. No, man. Um, no. Rock lyrics have strongly espoused the what's the use philosophy since the Beatles engulfed America, saturating songs with themes of despair. For many youths, yeah, for many youths, 
for many Utes, daily the, doses. The Sarlacc? It, I don't like that. <laughs> the Sarlacc. <laughs> Uh, for, for, many, uh, for many youths, uh, daily doses of nihilistic themes combined with a growing awareness of personal and global problems are simply too much. Add a liberal dose of increased isolationism, a combined divorce, a climbing divorce rate, a nightmarish episode of the six o'clock news, and soon they're overloaded. Without proper solutions, young people often escape through drugs abandonment of solid values and tragically sometimes suicide okay black sabbath's rowdy sound is a good example of the negative philosophy about which many bands are singing some Mm. of sabbath's songs include titles like electric funeral hand of hand of doom and nativity in black oh shit that's where the nativity took place in a hot topic. <laughs> <laughs> Don't fear the reaper. A morbid <laughs> tune originally recorded by Blue Oyster Cult convincingly reckons the li- beckons the listener to join in a teenage suicide pact just as romantic but fictional couple Romeo and Juliet. Uh, well, I'm glad he made it clear they're fictional. First of yeah. all, Thank well, you. it's it's in uh, it's in the little parentheses. Uh, yeah, whoever decided to make that clear that they're fictional, that was the editor. good for them. <laughs> the editor Thank you gonna... for assuming my education level, you piece of shits. Gonna add that in there. <laughs> <laughs> Pink Floyd, a successful punk group, which what? has sold more than. Pink Floyd, a successful punk group, which is nothing's more punk rock than than fucking Pink Floyd. Um, I I actually listened to Pink Floyd's entire discography while reading this book. And so, um, oh, I I, I like Pink Floyd. Okay, I didn't know if you were saying that was like the first that you're like I dug into it for once because I never really listened to him. Oh no 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 no, I love Pink Floyd. That's Um, cool. I got. I gotta give him. I gotta give him a chance. I'm waiting for it. I'm waiting for her to say it. I don't even have to. You know what you're doing. Uh, Pink. Uh, all right. Let's do this again. Pink Floyd, a successful punk group, which has sold more than 12.5 million copies of its LP The Wall, offers the theme of Still suicide punk. and death in many of the album songs. Titles include "Goodbye Cruel World," which was on the charts for 17 weeks in 1980. Empty Spaces, The Thin Ice, and Comfortably Numb. I want a punk version of Comfortably Numb. A-S-A-P. There you go. It did, yeah. it did this... have that demonic incantation. <laughs> if you can't have your meat, how can you have any pudding? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, Comfortably Numb is a great song. I feel like the Scissor Sisters did it a lot better than Pink Floyd, but that's that's a Chrissy opinion. But I'm just saying, man, yeah. I would love to hear some punk person screaming i've never yeah. heard the scissors and like that's a good that's a good punk song i've never heard the scissor sisters version of that but i love them i'm gonna have to check that out too oh it's great it's great someday i'll tell you uh about the time i hung out with them what let's step out of grandpa corner <laughs> and they were like and they were like chrissy do you feel like dancing and you're like i don't feel they, like 
they do a lot of drugs. <laughs> oh, I bet. Um, <laughs> in Jackson Brown's Sleep Dark and Silent Gate, the singer Jackson reviews Brown. his his <laughs> reviews his life with both confusion and pessimism. Wishing I could fly away, don't know where I'm going. Wishing I could hide. Oh God, that this is some shape I'm in. The Cars, a new wave group, has released has 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 a release written by Rick Ocasek entitled "Since You're Gone." The lyrics go: "Since you're gone, I'm throwing it all away. I can't help it. Everything's a mess." They the even admit that for the first, first time. time. Um, they even admit that they might not be mentally sound with their track. You might think. <laughs> uh the song's reoccurring theme that life is not worth living after a loved one has gone is particularly dangerous for young ears to hear since a lack of experience makes it difficult to realize that things do get better and pain eventually does go away despite its intensity at the moment and we all know that if it's not good enough for the kids, it's not good enough for adults. That's right. <laughs> Billy Joel in <laughs> Close to the Borderline. Still rock and roll to me. <laughs> I swear I thought you were going to say Uptown Girl. I <laughs> swear to God. No, Allentown. <laughs> yeah. Uh, contemplates the absurdity of life, madness, and suicide. Bruce Springsteen's album, Nebraska, does more of the same as he bemoans problems seemingly without solutions. I get The I get... spiciest state, yeah. Nebraska. His <laughs> best album. Fucking love that album. Um, uh, anyway, Escapism is the solution offered in the haunting tune entitled Put Me On and Play Me Loud by Styx. Sticks. The song now in- sticks is demonic. What the fuck? Oh, we're we're gonna get into yeah. sticks more than once. Can't wait. Mister um, Roboto is a straight up demon. Yeah, right. <laughs> Domo. It's the song in the devil. Domo, Domo. <laughs> the song invites the listeners. Put me on and play me loud. Turn your stereo up all the way. Now your body's immersed in sound. So let the synthesizer play. That sounds been dope. A demonic laugh. <laughs> yeah it's man from dexter <laughs> the the raw lunged vocals continue to call the listener to obey the madman screaming in your living room turn your stereo up all the way then followers following ear-wrenching riffs and aware awareness heightening synthesizer melodies the song switches instantly to a dreamy beckoning call to escape and now you're in the mood. Let the melody just drift away, drift your cares away. It's got to do you good as it mesmerizes you in its own way. So drift away. Clearly, the messages promotes escapism, and the effects can even be more devastating if the listener is using drugs. Mm-hmm. You're, you're cool. nodding in agreement, Chrissy. I mean, it's true. It's true. <laughs> it has. It's not like when you are invited to escape through Jesus and store all your treasures in heaven. It's different. 
because it's yeah um, and cast all your burdens on him and, yeah you know, you only have to deal with your problems only high i need to be on is high on christ right. <laughs> another heavy duty group acdc okay give me a bullet and shoot to thrill shoot to thrill That's way to kill i got my gun and i'm ready pull the trigger pull it ACDC's songs have inspired more than one avid fan to follow their lead former lead singer Bon Scott down the suicide road to self-destruction. Oh, that was in bad taste. <laughs> Talk about Bon Scott a lot in this book, actually. Um, that song is literally about sex. <laughs> well, you know, they they do have an entire song about renting someone out to do dirty deeds. And that's mm-hmm. not just Dunder killing. Cheap. I mean, gotta be yeah. Dunder cheap. my favorite ACDC song yeah. is called my favorite ACDC song is called Money Talks. So <laughs> <laughs> favorite one's about hell or black or something like that. Yeah, or the bells or uh. something. <laughs> Some road. <laughs> Lyrical humanism can confuse as Prince's single controversy where he sings over an edgy beat. Am I straight or gay? Do I believe in God? On the album cover version and in concert, Prince responds to his own question by reciting oh. the Lord's Prayer, and then one of his own dance, one one of his own making. "Quote: People call me rude. I wish we were like all, all nude. I can't do that. You just do soft uh, and, sl- and fast. Yeah, go ahead, Donovan. Do it. No, no, no you do it. I want to hear Chess do it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't you even know do the Prince voice." Just think of Purple Rain. Man, just sing it. Just do it in the in the same like, even rain. the melody. I never meant to call you, and it's out. <laughs> uh, yeah. People call me rude. I wish we were all nude. Uh, I wish there was no black or white. I wish there were no rules. Um, I wish there were no rules. I wish there were no rules. Queen promotes the same open mindedness and play the game. Open your mind and let me step inside. Rest your weary head and let your heart decide. Don't Um, comfort me. Why would he not use break free? I want to break break free. free. You're going to come out. I don't know, but that that seems more in like the escapism thing he's going for. Yeah. Uh, God knows. (laughs) This call for no absolutes is sharply condemning but condemned by god even more insidious is the trend creeping into more some rock lyrics that makes man little more or better than a machine and suggests that the two are interchangeable bob larson a well-known rock critic points to earth wind and fire's record album raise Fuck you. <laughs> what are you talking What is he going to bring up ABBA? Earth, Wind, and Fire is one of the greatest bands of all time. What the fuck? Which illustrates a melding of human and non-human by depicting the amalgamation of a spaceship and the Egyptian goddess. Cool. I mean... I mean, that's more the designer, right? Not the whole fucking yeah. band. <laughs> like, I, I don't, yeah. Uh, <laughs> there are also several rock groups right now, popular ones, which extol the virtues of rape, stealing, and lawlessness. Kidnapping, perhaps it's not on the charts yet, but rockers have long been boasting 
that they are stealing kids away from their parents. So it's just a matter of time before they sing about it. Cite your sources. I think there's no source here. No, no. I want his sources. Oh, for that uh, statement. No, you don't have to, Chaz. Not, I'm not saying you cite your source. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm, I know. Saying... I'm just right. Usually, sometimes there is a little number here. Yeah. Um. But yeah, uh, the clenched fist, violence and rebellion has been shaking their fists at the world through rock music since its inception. This is an old person's thing to say. Who? You guys ready? For, you guys got to be ready for this one. All right. Um, okay. Hold on. Violence. When you think of violence, here are the bands that we're going to get into. Jefferson Airplane slash Starship became infamous with one of their most radical albums of the 60s, Volunteers. Glorifying and revolutionary album advised everyone to become outlaws in America. Steeped in controversy, the song contained the cry, Tear Down the Walls, Mother Blank. Aren't these the same guys? Mother Goat. What happened? What just happened? Something just flew off my shelf. I'm sorry, Jesus. <laughs> oh my God, I, get the sage. <laughs> yeah. I'm so sorry. I have to pee. I, I'll be. You can okay. Go right. I'm yeah. so sorry. I just. Elton John. Wait, hold on. Join... Aren't Jefferson Starship the motherfuckers that sing Nothing's Gonna Stop Us Now? Yeah, I think so. People say you are crazy. Those motherfuckers. That's that's Satan yep. music. <laughs> yep, Satan music. Uh, Elton John joined the fight on his "Goodbye Yellow Brick Road" LP in the song "Benny and the Jets." Not the song he I advised... thought he was gonna say. <laughs> yeah, he advises teens: "We shall survive. Let us take ourselves along, where we fight our parents out in the streets to find out who's right and who's wrong." The United States wasn't the only country rocked by early themes of violence and lawlessness. In their million seller, Anarchy in the UK, the Sex Pistols rant, Ah, yeah, they are Christ. I want to be anarchy. <laughs> that was pretty great. That was pretty spot Thanks. on. <laughs> Thanks. The infamous kiss. In when I was a kid, I thought he said instigator. Uh, <laughs> well, oh, yeah, man. Instigator. <laughs> In in the infamous kiss in their songs such as such as Flaming Youth also encourages young people to rise up and use their power to rebel. And ACDC exhibits a couldn't care less what you think attitude in nearly all of its music. The Clash, one of English's most notorious punk bands, features the same attitude in their song Straight to Hell on its nineteen eighty two classic Combat Rock. Mm. For lessons in punk grammar and gripes, however, you can't just beat Pink Floyd. Again, on their Another Brick in a Wall Part 2, they boast, we don't need no education, we don't need no thought to control, I ain't did nothing to you, I ain't dumb, I ain't stupid, hey teacher, leave them kids alone. Weren't there real punk bands that existed at this time? Yeah, they've talked about them. The Clash, Sex Pistols... Even there, acknowledge that the Clash is like one of the biggest punk bands in, yeah. <laughs> over there. <laughs> they sound exactly alike. Um, <laughs> but I think they just heard this one song, and because it's got like a Guitar. you know a simple progression and it's yeah. a little punky, uh, and it's got a British singer. Yeah, yeah, I think they're just like, oh, that's punk. That's a fast guitar. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 
Not really um, though. That's Pink Floyd. Like what the fuck? When have you heard a when have you heard a, a punk song have like a kind of soloy bridge like fucking the wall does? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's, Someone tells it's me terrible. he wasn't examining the bridge. Yeah. Just picking uh, and choosing lyrics. Yeah. Uh this next session is about sex. Um sex Yay. has been rock music's number one message since the medium was born. Here, In the early days as coming we... again, I'm guessing. Here we go. So much prints I'm betting. As we have seen ref <laughs> references to sex rock sex drugs and rock no. References to sex and rock and roll were veiled in double entendres and obscure jargon. Rock has grown up though just as quickly as society standards have gone. As a result, sex and lyrics of rock songs is increasingly obvious. Not really if you El can't understand what shoot the thrills about, you dummy. <laughs> uh Elton John doesn't bother with double meetings in most of his lyrics, however. What? His song is he a punk about band too? Yes. His <laughs> song about lesbianism, All the Girls Love Alice, is blatant about its context. Oh. She couldn't get it on with the boys on the scene, but what do you expect from a chick who's just 16? It's like acting in a movie when you've got the wrong part, getting your kicks in another girl's bed. It's like the Britney Spears song, If You're Speaking Amy. If you oh, speak Amy. yeah. Mm. I get yeah. you. I, mm. uh, sexy song. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, many of Led Zeppelin's recording involved the sort of bizarre sexual behavior in fact, one tune entitled Whole Lot of Love, Hell a song yeah. filled with sexual explicit lyrics, ends with simulated orgasms. Yeah, that's Jim a hard song to listen to on the radio, especially Jimmy if it's like pa on your iTunes and it comes on shuffle. And you're like, yeah, this is a good song. And then it comes at the end and you're like, oh, shit, Robert Plant, shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> Jimmy Page <Skip>. expresses <laughs> Jimmy Page expresses Zeppelin's outlook when he told Circus that rock and roll is expletive you music so fuck you music i guess nah what a satanist yeah um <laughs> let's see ted nugent's lyrics are vulgar in both senses of in both senses of the word coarse and obscene and common with lots of explicit sex bro i remember the Listen. first time i heard cat scratch cat scratch fever on the radio and he said i make the pussy purr with the back of my hand i was like how is this okay <laughs> and now they love the nuge yeah they love the nuge now uh some oh, of nuge's man. nuge's uh some of nugent's tunes include wang dang sweet poon dang <laughs> spit it out yank me crank me just don't wake me up or to thank you uh and Violent Love, which has been banned on some AM stations. Quote, I hope you throw up when you listen to it. Nugent, who calls his fans the lowest form of human existence, once said of the latter song. Sounds like someone's oh. definitely going to be a conservative public figure. Yeah, yeah, big time. <laughs> uh, yeah, weird. Uh, David Bowie introduced homosexual love to monster rock with The Man Who Sold the World an album banned in most parts of the U.S. for its homosexual connotations, Ziggy Stardust and Hunky Dory. Bowie has presented himself as both 
directly and inadvertently, indirectly as homosexual, bisexual, or transvestite on his tours and television appearances. He has and then been he a, married the most beautiful woman in the world. Yep. And, you know, people are still screaming. I mean, I'm not judging his orientation, but like, he did marry the most beautiful woman in the world. Like, obviously, the man is not, not gay. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, no. well, I mean, he could be bisexual. Be bi, I so. guess, yeah. I feel like he um, would have married... I don't think he would have hidden it and married a beard. I don't feel like that... I don't, I don't I feel like this it's guy just beard. saw... I feel like this guy just uh, saw Labyrinth and got very confused about his own emotions once he saw those I, pants. I think this came out before Labyrinth, but I get he it. He got an early um, cut. <laughs> like, listen, David Bowie in those pants in Labyrinth, uh, that's a that's a watershed moment for a lot of uh, young yeah, uh, people's hey, sexuality. Yeah, my my wife saw Labyrinth for the first time recently, and she kept looking at me like, "Oh, <laughs> I get it." Um, uh, Bowie has been a major influence in the acceptance of androgyny, having male and female characteristics in the United States. Mm-hmm. Can they be male and female characteristics if you have them and you're male? Can't they just be your characteristics? No, we have to gender everything. No, everything's got to be gendered. Um, oh, cruising. What do you want? Blue is the name... stuff now, too? You're a girl. <laughs> cruising is the name of another tune. This one by the gay rights group Village People. The disco tune goes I'm in need of someone today. I'm a cruiser. If the right mm. person should pass me by, I don't want to make him myself a play. I don't want. Oh, I don't wait to make myself a play. The Ston states emphatically that they're they are looking at everyone passing by, not just women. That same theme huh. is also made clear in their song "San Francisco." Freedom is in the air, searching for what we want. Pleasure, pleasure. And in the disco hit YMCA. Are these motherfuckers still alive? Yes. I hope they got to see that clip of that dumbass dancing in the fucking macho man looking like he's jerking off ghosts. Trump. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> and he's like, oh, my, the village people are satanic. And then their fucking idol is like, macho, macho man. Macho man. <laughs> yeah. Kim Carnes uh, produced. Produced a number one hit and Grammy winner in 1981 with her raspy, sensuous Betty Davis eyes. Hell yeah. She'll take a tumble on you, roll you like you were dice, until you come up blue. Is that not you just rolling down the hill in a tire? (laughs) I think that's her playing with your balls. Um, And then not finishing uh, the job. Yeah. Oh. She turned you blue. It sounds like a song of warning, so if anything, thank you for that song. You won't go near that person. (laughs) Another popular female star sleazing it for a living are Pat What a dick. (laughs) Pat Benatar, described by us as rock tigress in Described by Us. Oh, oh, the band. The magazine. The magazine. I went the same place. I went the same place. I was like, yeah, we say. Yeah. This whore. Uh, (laughs) Chrissy Hine, former lead singer of the Pretenders, who sings of quasi rape scene in Tattooed Love Boys. Annabelle Lynn, whose lyrics are described by one fan magazine as having 
come from a Playboy magazine and Debbie Harry, whose lyrics are loaded with sexual innuendo. I'll give you some head and a shoulder to cry on. And yet her songs get radio airplay. Prince is another rock star clever at sneaking loaded lyrics on air. In his 1979, he's not sneaky. He's no, not right. sneaky about it. No, it's, it's, no. it's not everything. like, like it's <laughs> yeah. pretty. I mean, have you heard the song "Cream"? It yeah. just says, "Get Here's on my top. dick. You want to ride it?" Yep. Um, <laughs> in his 1979 hit "I Want to Be Your Lover," he croons, "Yeah, I want, I want to be the one you come for." Uh, you I mean, about that's, at least that's that's nice. It's you know reciprocal. I guess so. Um, in head, hey, wait, wait, hold on. Actually, doesn't he say I want? Oh wait, no, that's a different part of the song. I was going to say that I want to be the only one that you come for running. Oh. <laughs> yeah, don't put that in there. Um, I've you ever tried come while you run? It's hard. It sounds like a George Carlin bit. <laughs> it's a it's a really weird five k that they do here in Miami. Now I just want to go get a treadmill and disappear in the basement. <laughs> right out. <laughs> scientifically this has to be done i'll report back next week (laughs) in head a tune from the album prince sings of a seducing bride in her wedding dress on her way to get married when you were mine he cries i never cared when he was there sleeping in between the two of us and in sister he sings with relish incest is everything it's said to be Let's not talk about that song. <laughs> Another punker, Elvis Costello, in his song The Year's Model, sings the praise of trendy Farrah Fawcett major types. Um, punk just isn't the subject, too, of the dead boys morally degrading I'd need lunch. I don't really want to dance, girl. I want to get in your pants. Iggy Pops makes it even more clear in... What is on his mind when he sings, pull up your shirt, let me take satisfaction. The cars sing lust for kicks God and damn. wild cherry in their song. I feel satis- sanctified describes among other sex acts, a woman caressing a man's genitals. A man, if you ever saw fast times, you'd really not like cars. <laughs> and so that just, that, that fucked with a generation. In the section Up Jump the Devil, which is the next part. There is no need for you to be fooled, however. Satan is alive and well, and he prowls in about this tired old planet like a hungry lion seeking to devour souls at a time in history when the world seems to be on a collision course when we can't help but wonder if there's no future for mankind. And when mankind is searching for answers, it's easy to to be deceived. The recent revival in Satanism, witchcraft, occultism, spiritualism, and mysticism is evidence of that search. How Lindsay wrote in his last great planet Earth, Mm. it is a mystical time, famous movie stars and wealthy socialites, and one could add rock stars, I guess they put that in there, uh, are traveling to the countries of the Far East to consult with holy men. The influence of spiritualism in our pop culture, songs, jewelry, and even clothing is obvious. This is fucking the most insane projection, I swear to God. (laughs) Cut that mustache, Hal. Um, Good Lord. Go back and listen to our series on Hal Lindsey. 
Yeah. Or uh, one episode. It was just it's an episode. At least I think we'll do a yeah, series. Um, yeah. Uh, more than 40 colleges now conduct psychic research under under the title of parapsychology. The interest in these subjects is growing in proportions to the increase of astrology and prophecy. Again, don't threaten me with a good time. Like, this is the beginning of Ghostbusters 2. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Parapsychology. Jeffers yeah. Jefferson Airplane slash Starship released their album entitled Long John Silver. In it, Jesus Christ is described as a bastard who had an affair with Mary Magdalene. Soon after they were hush puppies, by the way, <laughs> they recorded Paul Katner's song. Your mind has left my, your body, a song about astral projection or out of the body experiences in a cult phenomenon. Another airplane album contained the song light the sky on fire dedicated to the great God Coca cane. I feel like, Calling them Jefferson Airplane slash Starship is very... Those are two very different bands. Yeah, but they don't see it that way. I know, but I just feel and, like it's like... It's very weird to just act like they're the same band. <laughs> yeah. Right? I mean, like... Because one's like super synth pop. The other one's just like... Yeah. Very trippy. <laughs> yeah. I don't get and this. this apparently, they didn't get the get the joke. The great god, Coca-Cane. Like, cocaine? Yeah. Coca-Cane. K-O-K-O-A-K-A-N. They didn't get that? Yeah, they didn't take... They took that as devil worship and not that it's drugs-related. So, or else hey, that would be in the drug But you issue. heard him. Well. All of the things they do is super obvious. <laughs> <laughs> Steven Tyler is an andro androgynous-looking lead singer of another highly this successful dude just 70s group. just gets hard group. for all these guys. I'm sw I swear to God. He's, he's just like, it's like, like Steven Tyler's a piece of shit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah for a lot sure. of reasons, but, for sure. you know, snappy music. Not the way he dresses. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> successful groups, Aerosmith, 70s group Aerosmith, in their song bit. Season of Wither, <laughs> he wails, loose-hearted lady, loose-hearted lady, sleepy was she, love for the devil brought me, brought, brought her to me. Uh Bad Company, one of se the 70s groups that flirted with the occult, uh, recorded in a 1977 album, Burning Sky, in a French studio supposedly haunted by ghosts of Frederick Chopin. That's the most fucking hauntingly devilish thing I've ever heard in my life. Ooh. Chopin. The ghost of Chopin is haunting a fucking Bad Company album? Was not I expecting that wasn't on my 2023 bingo card. <laughs> yeah. The band's guitarist Mick Ralphs explained the control room is where all the weird things go on. The machines go off and on for no reason, and where all the uh and used to hear voices coming through the speakers. I Get guess a you surge would, protector. The speaker. <laughs> right. Ralphs also meant band down the road. <laughs> Rouse also mentioned that Elton John cut Honky Tonk Chateau or Honky Chateau in the same ghostly setting. John's longtime lyricist Bernie Toppin uh, would have been right at home in the studio. He has told People magazine that he decorates his wall with satanic art and admits admitted the occult fascinates me. 
Um, All right. A, a, what a piece a of group shit. Name, a group like a group name like Bad Company might be expected to be poor example to youth, but what about groups supposedly squeaky clean images like the Beach Boys or the Bee Gees? Uh, I'm sorry, the Bee Gees are not squeaky clean. Damn, I fucked up my book. Oh, Just no. trying to be funny. Um, <laughs> Just glue it back together. Uh, I mean, the yeah. Beach Boys are problematic in that you know ties to. Mar- hmm? Not Marilyn Manson, Charles Manson. Be fucked up if they oh, were yeah, 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 tied yeah, up yeah, with yeah, yeah. Marilyn Manson too. He's yeah. also a piece of shit. I don't know. Yeah. Little's Do Scoop is definitely about Satan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good Bee vibrations G- is about a dildo. I believe that one. <laughs> the Bee Gees Maurice Gibb once had a bout with heavy drinking and brother Gibb Robin. Like that? that was super disrespectful. Gibb. Uh, Gibb. <laughs> Robin wallowed in speed and downers, but both claim they have come clean. Have you However, seen his it's overbite? Band... <laughs> he needs to take care of it somehow. <laughs> However, it is the band's reference to the cult that most tarnishes its image. One of the most popular groups since the chart-busting Beatles, the Brothers Gibbs' own title of the to the second biggest-selling album of all time, Saturday Night Fever, their careers, however, were floundering until the album's main course was cut. Mm-hmm. That LP included the song Shenandoah, based on the name of an evil spirit. What? In the late that. 70s, flowing a string of hits, they released Spirits Having Flown LP. Barry Gibb insists the album is fraught with references to reincarnation, and according to the Rolling Stone interview, both Maurice and Robin lay claim to the psychic power of ESP. All right, what was the the demon's name again? S H E N A N D O R A H. Shenandoah. Yeah. All right, Donovan. If that name hasn't been used on Supernatural, I don't believe that it's an actual demon. Shenandoah definitely definitely sounds like it, right? But they—I mm. never heard that on Supernatural, so Our, I can't. We should go say write sure. interesting. We should go write like a a fucking young adult novel about a girl who's a demon who's trying to hide her identity and she calls herself Shannon. <laughs> we should do that. And her middle name's Dora. Yeah, bro. Dora the Explorer. No, um, you're making it bad. All right. Okay. All right, we're almost done. We're almost done with this episode. Um, the Beach Boys. They too have many references to the occult in their music. Do exactly Beach Boy Pet Sounds communicating with animals, demonic worship. What? Think about it. Anyone who's uh, ever talked to Mike... their dog. <laughs> <laughs> Beach Boy Mike Love's decade-long affair with TM began to surface when they dedicated an album MIU to the Maharashi International University in Fairfield, Iowa. The school was founded by. Yeah, yeah, but it's, yeah. Because it sounds like a chant. Barbarashi, they changed it. Barbarashi. They did that in Surf Ninjas. Did they? Yeah, the ba- ba- the da- Bob Oran of uh, something came to visit the school and the main kids sang Bob Oran to him. 
and it was like super embarrassing. Have you guys ever seen Surf Ninjas? No, I've seen Three Ninjas. Surf Ninjas is like fucking uh, Three Ninjas, but it's on surfboards and it's dope. And one of the guys who played uh, one of the Ninja Turtles in the suits actually plays one of the main characters, Ernie Rice Jr. It's fucking dope. It's funny as shit, too. This kid has a game gear that like tells the future. Chris, he's getting aggravated. I know. I'm sorry. I'm not aggravated. I'm just, I want to see where it goes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Rob Schneider's in it. Right. It's fucking hilarious. <laughs> I'll take your word for it. Uh, Blue Oyster Leslie Cole, Nielsen's like... the villain. All right, that's over. Mm. Blue Oyster Cult, like its British cousin, Black Sabbath, took mysticism and the occult one step further by playing what some call Satan Rock. What? Uh, One of of its sinister songs, Divine Wind, begins with stereotyped ingredients of witch's brew, then declares, if he really thinks we're the devil, then let's send him to hell. Ooh. Brian Johnson, ACD's replacement for the lead singer Bon Scott. That gets mentioned a lot, like mm-hmm. he's dead. The heavy metal group songs include We're Back in Black, Evil Walk, and Inject the Venom, Highway to Hell, a song that claims hell is a promised land, and Hell's Bells. I'm going to take you to hell. I'm going to get you. Satan's got you. I loved if Hell God's... Bells when I was a fucking kid, dude. When I started listening to rock and stuff, I was like, this is the coolest shit. When the when the guitar comes in with the bells and it's like, wah, wah. I was like, I'm going to do. <laughs> uh, when Ronnie Dame, James Dio migrated to Black Sabbath, he must have fell right, in ho- right at home for the band seems to go out of its way to promote dynamic notions in its songs, Wizard, Voodoo, Stonehenge, etc., um, their albums include Sabbath, Bloody Sabbath, Heaven and Hell, and Born Again. And the Devil Horns. Ronnie James yeah, Dio did the yeah, Devil Horns. Yeah, he talks about that in this book. But, you know? but I'm sure they won't talk but, about how he said it's from his grandma who helped him. Yeah, yeah. The word off evil spirits. Well, they, they said won't. about even, they say, well, it's just about, oh, you know, uh, protecting yourself from even evil spirits. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Led Zeppelin, one of the original metal mashers, after which Black Sabbath was patterned, had recorded albums such as House of the Holy, depicting a cover of Child Sacrifice of Demons to Demons. The group often puts subliminal satanic messages in their recordings, as we shall document in Chapter 12. Oh, boy. One of the phenomenal successful first albums... Oh, one of his phenomenal successful first albums, Bad Out of Hell... Meatloaf <gasps> sings about a mutant biker who comes out of hell. No, he doesn't. Composer Jim Steinman said, I've always been fascinated by the supernatural and always felt rock was a perfect idiom for it. However, after recording the album, a day lost his voice for two years and his successful career nosedived. It's because fucking Meatloaf kept coming in Think and karate that. chopping him in the throat and be like, it's my song. <laughs> Medical attention was also necessary for singer Bruce Dickinson of the uh, Iron Maiden torturous group Iron Maiden. I was waiting. While Why did it take tour... so long for them to get mentioned? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know. Uh, while on tour, he slipped a disc while mimicking a dim- dim- demonic seizure. Okay. Iron Maiden has he's come under fire for like, making <laughs> that's commitment to the role. Right. Jesus. You see them jumping around the stage. Jesus. Uh, where was he? Oh, Sticks 
sings of having a one-way ticket on a hellbound train in Witch Wolf. The Moody Blues, in search of a lost chord, refers to mystical reincarnations. The Charlie the... Daniels band mentioned a monster <laughs> in a swamp. <laughs> in the very popular song, Hotel California, the Eagles sing of demonic possession and power. That I was you waiting for check... that because you mentioned Jackson Brown earlier. <laughs> yeah. You can check out anytime you like, but you can never leave. Yeah, buddy. I always thought that was about being a vampire. Mm. But I read a lot of vampire books when I was little. That, that was... I, I was far too young to be reading Anne Rice. Far too young. That's awesome. I can see why you would get that fucking connection, though, 100%. Yeah. That was one of those songs that my dad sat me down. He was like, now I'm going to explain to you how this is entirely demonic. <laughs> and like we listened to it for like seven hours. And he's like, do you get that part? The mirror on the ceiling? I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> see, because you can't see yourself in a mirror if you're a vampire. No, you can't. Yeah. What about that uh, sweet champagne on ice? That's blood. That's blood. <laughs> Alice Cooper sings a similar nightmares in his albums. Alice goes to hell and welcome to my nightmare. Earth, wind, and fire sings the haunting song Jupiter, a time traveling god who comes to make them free. And Jackson Brown shares his belief in reincarnation in the mythological Rock Me on the Water. What? Ask yourself this, guys, in closing today. If the Holy Spirit can bless spiritual hymns and songs and allow them to lift the soul of the listener, can the devil, the deceitful one, the counterfeiter, as he is called in the scripture, create the opposite effect? The answer is yes. Did you all ever stop to think that maybe the devil is, is the devil because you guys keep calling him mean names? Like, that's not necessary at all. Yeah, maybe he's just upset. Yeah, um, like maybe he's lashing out because, you know. He feels bullied. Yeah, I mean, you guys yeah. threw him out of his home when he was a child. So, and he had to <laughs> fend for himself. Meanwhile, all of you were just sitting up there and like in your privileged little houses. So. <laughs> yeah. um, so, next week, we're going to start off on lifestyles. It's on chapter seven. Uh, I know that seems like we haven't gotten uh, gone through much of the book, but chapter honestly, seven. there's there's like 20 pages of sources in the back. And then there's like another 20 pages in the middle about the deaths of certain people that have died in rock and roll uh, that we're not, we're not going to go through. Um, so there's a good chunk that we're going to skip. So we should be able to get it all in next episode. So, I'm really excited for the next um, one where we talk about Earth, Wind, and Fire again. And we talk about how September is really all about the summer solstice and the movie Midsummer. Yeah, it's uh some bands <laughs> that you didn't think were going to be involved, right? <laughs> Say that like you, you thought I was coming in with talking about Slayer and fucking Celtic Frost and Christian <laughs> Death and I'm shit just really like glad that. that we learned that Elton John is a punk singer, and uh, fuck that um, pink I'm going to carry that with me. <laughs> There's a lot. So of, yeah, a lot um, I wasn't expecting to hear about today. Yeah, as we go into this, uh, like I said, the next book that we have is called More Rock Country and Backmasking Unmasked. When do we get um, into the backmasking? So that, that comes and goes in a little of this. It's a, Yeah, there. well, in Why Knock Rock, there's a little bit of it, and then okay. we'll get in some backmasking in this one. Um, but uh, 
That's just fun. Yeah, backmasking is really weird to go over because you kind of have to play it. But also it's like, I don't hear any of it. Well, that's what I was yeah. going to ask you is when we do that, I can pull those up and I can share them to okay. play it for us while we do it if you want. Yeah. Just yeah, tell I'll me which ones they are. I can even set example. them up in yeah, like yeah. a little playlist and then we can go through them. All right, that's fine. I think it'd be yeah. fun. So I don't hear any of them. Uh, we can have an add that onto an episode. Satan. That's that's the, yeah 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 marijuana. The, <laughs> Smoke marijuana on the end of one of the what was it? Yeah, uh, another one bites the dust. Yeah, the, yeah. And then the fucking this this uh stairway to heaven one is the craziest one because it's like fucking three verses of supposedly backwards. Yeah, I watched it so many <laughs> times. I think the lyrics are: "Here's to my sweet Satan who led me down this little path whose number is six 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 uh i can't remember the rest but i, I watched yeah, it a it's lot like, it's like <laughs> and you're just like who's number six 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 yeah you guys and, should, we should add some metal to the back yeah. of that and just <laughs> yeah <laughs> and and their excuse is always well if they didn't mean to do it on purpose it's satan working through them writing those lyrics or whatever to make it sound like that and i'm like I love how they've run a fine tooth comb through everything to find bullshit that's not there. But then when there's like literal things in their scripture that is horrible, they're like, you're interpreting it wrong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or God, you don't know God's ways. God's ways are more. No, no, you're just interpreting it wrong. So, you don't get it. So, yeah. You yeah. Don't understand. So, you're reading. So it how do you guys feel after this with the Peters brothers going over their short biography and then going through, yeah, I'm good chunk of the first part of this book. I hope that people pointed out that their names means the Wiener Brothers. <laughs> they should have been made fun Good of. Good one, that. Donovan. <laughs> That's my takeaway from all of this. <laughs> Wiener Brothers. Yeah. No, I Speaking think. Speaking of, I'm super crazy. excited that Venture Brothers has a movie out. Yeah, I heard about that. I'm going to go watch that after this. I've never seen any of the Venture Brothers, and I really am planning on watching it because it's all on Max now. So I'm actually stoked for that. It's so good. It is my favorite of all the things. That's one of those ones I see clips of all the time where I'm like, oh, I got to watch this. It looks great. Like, you know know how you have a Bob's Burger painting Mm -hmm. of your Mm -hmm. family? I have a, a I hired an artist from the Venture Brothers to do a portrait of mine like what? a couple of years oh, ago. Oh, very awesome! Like that's that's, that's how cool. hardcore I am into it. I would very show cool. you, but it's hung up on the wall. So, oh, yeah, okay. that's my. I'm yeah. very excited. That's um, very awesome. And I'm also just deflecting because I feel weird about the episode because half <laughs> yeah, the time I didn't know what was going on. Um, like I couldn't tell if like these bands are really punk or if this is just this guy being silly because i don't i don't ever know um <laughs> and also i just felt convicted a little bit about all the things i listened to i feel I'm like about to throw the, all my elton john albums right now yeah i feel like you just summed it up for everyone yeah. <laughs> uh and word to the wise do not buy, burn vinyl records uh they they i didn't put it in here but they uh i think after the first one after fire marsh like complained they were like okay we'll just take the records out and just burn the sleeves because and then they break highly toxic yeah it's highly toxic so uh yeah so anyway Uh, just a word to the wise um but uh yeah next week we'll do the rest of the book and then we'll hop into some other books that have been really fun to go through a lot of them are shorter um so and then the book of rock by bob larson i'm just gonna have you guys pick bands 
that when I send you the list and you guys can pick a certain amount of groups because a lot of it is just uh, names of the groups and then what they're about. So the Beach Boys right here. Mm-hmm. So, and then I can't wait. The Beastie Boys right underneath it. The Beastie so, Boys. Yep. Yep. Oh, yep. Hell yeah. What's that one? Say? And then the it's Beatles, like... the Bee Gees, Pat Benatar, Black Sabbath. I kind of just wait to go cult. through it now because all of I, these It'll take too long. It'll take too long. <laughs> so that'll be up to I'm, you guys. I'm very excited. So, okay. Very well, excited. what about Bananarama? Not in there. But uh, yeah, it would it. be cool. Rude. They talk Get about Bow Wow Wow a lot in the book. Bow Wow Wow. What about really? Drama Rama? No, no, no. The no, band no, I always get confused with Bananarama. Yeah. yeah so, mm. all right. Well, join us what next time, guys. Dead Alive. No, I don't know. They might come up in this book. I'm not. I think they might have, but only in like a little. Their clip. lead singer was kind of androgynous. Yeah, yeah, but I don't think they talk about that. I think they just talk about the like some of their music. But anyway, sorry. Um, I thought you would say no because they were more of a one-hit wonder, and I thought it was gonna be a joke. <laughs> <laughs> no but they, i think they do come up in this book so it's not like the weirdest shit right. come up, come, comes up in this book so uh but uh yeah i was really glad to share Jack it with you guys midnight runners they come up in the book i fucking hate this that was a joke <laughs> no that was serious i'm serious sorry sorry my I guy bet they do he's like come on eileen it's in the, it's on the nose <laughs> it's about it's coming on, on a dick nose. yeah yeah oh well, yeah, probably. Anyway, uh, join us next week uh, when we finish up the book. Uh, please uh, join us on Patreon at uh, Patreon slash XCOM pod. Uh, we give a free a new free episode each week. We're going to work on getting episodes out uh, earlier for Patreon supporters. That's going to be in the in the future, though. Um, you can join us on the discord. You get free stuff. Uh, free pr- playlist. Uh, Donovan made an album of Pat Robertson covers. Um, a lot of other cool stuff. Join us. Uh, we would love to have you. Different tiers, different rewards. Uh, so yeah, and then um, go ahead. Check out our shirts and stuff too. It's just yes. xcompod.com. We have two shirts right now, some stickers and a pint glass with uh, the girls from The Shining, but it's got James Dobson's and Pat Robertson's face. Ooh. And look at these beautifully made stickers. Look at that. That's Ooh. high quality. Um, Very nice. And it really it covers up the crack in the back of my phone perfectly. So. <laughs> Very nice. Uh, um, yeah. Fo- Go ahead. Are we doing a hot take? Are we doing all of that? Uh, we'll get there in a second. Oh, okay. Sorry. Um, follow the podcast, please, on all social media as at XCOM Pod, including Threads. Um, been posting there along with Instagram more. Um, and then you can uh, let's see, email us, please. We haven't said that in a long time, but uh, xcompod at gmail.com. Please email us or message us on any of the social medias. We love to hear from you guys. We'd like to get back to you too. Um, follow me at 17 underscore seconds or Chaz X Cure. Listen to my other podcast, The Holy Hour, where uh, Gavin Antonio t- and I talk all things cure related. Um, Donovan, do you have anything for us? Yeah, I was just trying to. Uh, song? Yeah, I was going to give a song. Chris, do you have something? You can go first. I'm trying to find this thing. Uh, yeah. Um, so we have on our Discord uh, a book discussion, like a book uh Help me, please. What's it called? Oh, it's book just club. called Book Club. No, no, but like, what's it called? This like the sub room. Oh, it's a channel. Book Club. 
Okay, a ch- the channel. Thank you. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so I last night decided that um, I'm going to reread the Hunger Games Ooh. and start talking about it in there. In there. So join me if you want to reread it. Um, I picked the Hunger Games. All, well, one, because I was hungry and I liked the description of food in those books. Uh, two, because nobody could be like, oh, you spoiled it. It's it's a but, yeah, blockbuster gotcha. movie. Like, don't come at me. There will be spoilers. It's the fucking Hunger Games. That's so funny. So yeah, Very come good. discuss it with me. I like hearing other people's thoughts on books. Also, I have a lot of hot takes on it. So. Donovan. You hear that? Song. Yeah, was there a no. thump? Okay, no, I think somebody's using something outside, but if you can't hear it, it's fine. Um, yeah, so uh, I wanted to suggest one of my favorite Oingo Boingo songs today because I've been trying to boost some serotonin, so I've been listening to a lot of it. Uh, Not My Slave. I fucking love that song. Oh, wait. That was my phone, sorry. <laughs> Not My Slave by Oingo Boingo. It's just a dope song. The lyrics are great, and the message is pretty awesome. It's about living your own life, and even... If you love somebody, you got to let them be their own person. It's fucking great. I love that song. And follow me on Instagram at under, underscore DJ DMED underscore. I've been making some videos of uh, some mashups on my TikTok. So follow me there, too. So, Very cool. Yeah, it's the way your glasses slide down your nose bugs me sometimes. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Dude, I know, man. I'm always like this at I, work and people make fun of me. They go like they come up to me and go like this. I know. I said it because it's been mine. have been yeah. pissing me off the same yeah. way. <laughs> Old man. Well, they corner. slide down and then I'm reading like this. And I'm like, yeah, I'll be at work oh. on the forklift and I'll hit a bump and they're like this. I'm like, God damn it. Why don't you just take him to All the right. eye doctor and get him adjusted? That requires commitment and. Because they hurt, then they hurt in the back of my head. No, here. then you have to get anyway. him. Okay. I'm just going to get anyway. this little nose. Go ahead. But, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. It's the you. thing that you lift up and yeah. you push it back. From the yeah. jerk. From the jerk. Yeah. Peace yeah. be with you. And with your spirit. And everybody say, I like my looks. I like my personality. Second that I'm